Hello, and welcome to the LMA podcast featuring thought-provoking conversations with legal marketing and business experts. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, I'm Brooke Redman. I'm one of the co-chairs of our PR and communication special interest group for LMA, and I am excited to be talking with you today about pro tips for improving attorney engagement and responsiveness. I am in my day job, the director of marketing for the law firm Baker Donaldson, about 650 attorneys and advisors spread across 12 states and DC. I'm joined today by Deb. Deb, would you like to introduce yourself? Absolutely. Thanks, Brooke. Uh, I'm Deb Pickett, uh, founder and principal consultant at Page Two Communications. We're a PR firm serving law firms, and um, I'm thrilled to be co-chairing the PR and communications SIG with you this year, Brooke. We thought with this podcast, we would tackle one of the questions that comes up most from our SIG members, um, and I know we all deal with it in various forms in our roles, and it's really one of the biggest challenges we all face, attorney engagement and responsiveness. So we thought we'd tap into the collective wisdom of our SIG and do a little survey of some veteran legal marketers and get their best pro tips to hoard for ourselves and also share uh, with other members. Um, so the first question that we asked our pros was, what's your best tip for getting engagement or response from an attorney on a marketing initiative? And they had some great wisdom to share with us. I think the first piece of, of wisdom was really about making sure that you invest in developing relationships with attorneys before um, you're in the position of reaching out to them with a marketing or PR opportunity, right? So starting from the very beginning of their joining the firm, and one of our pros, a marketing director at a mid-sized firm, um, let us know that she really begins engagement with attorneys on their very first day um, when they go through a marketing orientation. Um, and she's got a kind of show-and-tell PowerPoint presentation that introduces them to the marketing department at, at her firm and then asks them how they engaged with the marketing department at their prior firms, if, if they're a lateral, um, and provides them with uh, some concrete examples of some of the things that she and her team have delivered and, you know, some firm swag so that she's really kind of, uh, kind of establishing, um, you know, a good solid foundation of relationship from the beginning. And I think, you know, we heard that from, from some of our other marketing pros too, that basically if you build a rapport with the attorney before you're trying to ask them to, to do something or approve something, They'll trust you, and then if your idea has merit, it'll be much easier to get them to trust the initiative. So if that seems like a really important pro tip is to kind of invest in developing relationships ahead of time. Definitely. And I think, you know, from day one, it's such a critical juncture in their careers as a firm. They are just establishing relationships. They're learning about the firm and what a better way to establish that that rapport and that trust than positioning yourself as someone who can help them navigate these tricky situations and who can help them 
credential themselves and build their career and help them with, you know, maybe communications on client matters, whereas, you know, a strategic value adding element to, to their billable work as well. Right. So another pro tip that we got was hopefully once you've established that relationship and kind of have that foundation of trust and, and have demonstrated some of the value that you can add, you know, one of our, one of our pros said, sometimes it's just about persistence and following up or being a professional nag, as I often call myself. Um, But she goes on to remind us that a lack of response from an attorney is not always an indication that they're not interested. Often they want to engage with us, but they're swamped with client demands, which should always be their first priority. So surprisingly enough, she says she's found that attorneys often really appreciate her continuing to check in with them and keeping those initiatives on their radar. So I guess a reminder to us all not to feel guilty or to self-center, uh, self-censor those nagging impulses, right? Sometimes it just takes multiple consistent follow-ups. Definitely. And I think with Staying in front of folks and being persistent is they appreciate your stick to There's a certain level of respect that you can earn in that way as well. That makes a lot of sense. I think the third thing that we heard from our pros was that one way you can help get over that lack of engagement barrier or that responsiveness barrier is just to really try to prepackage and make things as easy as possible for the busy attorneys that you're working with. So if you have a media opportunity for an attorney and you know from content that they've already created that they probably have an answer or something to contribute, if they've done a client alert or a webinar or a CLE presentation on that topic, Um, And you can flag that for them, highlight it for them, you know, propose something that they could send in response to the query. Anything that you can do to tee things up and make it easier so that instead of sending an open-ended request, you're sending something that is easier to quickly act on and check off seems to really help with responsiveness and engagement. Absolutely. I think we found that um, something that they can react to is much easier for them to do when they have a few minutes of downtime between billable activities. They don't have to think up something from whole cloth. And so sometimes they don't even think about repurposing. And then once you create that kind of dynamic with an attorney where you are adding value to the relationship, you're making it as easy as possible on them, then you've created a raving fan. You have a champion walking the halls of your firm who is talking about all the wonderful things that you're doing for them. And, you know, that circles back to, you know, having that trust and that engagement when you have their colleagues talking about all the wonderful things that you're able to do. I love that. That's a point that another one of our marketing pros made. Um, She suggested that, you know, having active role model partners and associates and even the marketing committee chair um, really showcasing successes and crediting, 
you know, both the attorneys who contributed, but also the marketing team members who helped make something happen. And she suggested actually that um, at her firm, the marketing committee chair sends out a weekly email um, highlighting those things. So if somebody's had an appearance in the media or won an award or been quoted somewhere, that I think that that generates not only goodwill, but maybe a healthy spirit of competition too, right? Yes, and we all know that that's one of the inherent traits in in the legal industry that we can tap into and leverage is, you know, everybody wants to look good and be the best. So they're used to being top of the class and achieving those goals. So what better thing to tap into than their inherent competitive nature? <laughs> that's really smart. I think, too, you know, um, we've talked a little bit already about just, you know, recognizing how busy uh, the attorneys are and how much they have on their plates. So uh, um, another thing that one of our pros suggested uh, that marketers can do to really build engagement is to kind of build your own credibility and value. You can really develop your own internal reputation as a problem solver. So sometimes just being responsive yourself helping attorneys succeed, delivering even on small stuff that they request. If you help them with something that goes off without a hitch and do a really great job of kind of making their life easier in, you know, event planning or other things that you might be touching base on, uh, when you have a request for to make of them, it's going to be all that more well-received. I, Deb, I'll tell you, um, as a, a team leader within my firm, there is nothing that warms my heart more than to see an attorney send an email to the firm leaders, to our CEO, and, and copy me or copy our chief business development marketing officer on those emails and talk about how they were able to accomplish this big, hairy, scary, audacious thing and in singing the praises of our team members and how they were, you know, integral to the success and to making this happen and how they brought about that opportunity. And so it, it really, it not only allows the attorney to shine, the firm to shine, but the individual members of the team as well as the collective department. So it's, it's a win-win-win. That is really great. Um, love when that happens for sure. Um, yeah, if you can if you can get those uh, out of boys and out of girls for job well done, that certainly creates I think kind of a virtuous cycle of of working together productively. So uh, these are some great tips that our pros have shared with us. Really establish the relationship early on, make things easy, be responsive yourself, and follow up be persistent, right? So we asked another question too, which is kind of the flip side of this, I guess. Um, you want to tell us a little bit more about that part of our question? Yes. So thanks, Deb. You know, the, 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 the second question that we tapped into the trusted advisors to, to get their thoughts on were, is there a point when it's time to give up? on marketing projects for an attorney who isn't engaged or responsive? And if or when you reach that point, how do you adjust your focus so that you're still being productive and adding value? And I know for a lot of folks, that's a tough call to make. So when do I cut bait? When have I 
when have I done enough? When have I gone above and beyond for an individual who no longer seems interested? And so in my coaching with attorneys and even my team members, um, one of my favorite powerful questions, as I call them, is, is this goal still important to you? And so oftentimes when you find yourself going to a person again and again and, and figuring out how to rephrase that question and, and see how you might, you know, how you might hook them that time and, and get them to engage with you on this topic that they've previously told you is something that they want to be known for. They want a credential or brand themselves on, or they want opportunities to, to engage in the market on that topic. When I ask them after months of reaching out or multiple opportunities, and I say, you know, I've noticed that we have um, been talking about this for a while and we haven't moved this goal forward and you're busy and things come up, but I just want to check in and see, is this goal still important to you? Have your priorities changed? If so, that's fine. Let's talk about what your new priorities are and how we might adjust our strategy going forward and how I can be of service to you in accomplishing that. And so one of the, that's also a theme we heard echoed from our pros who we tapped into is you want to be strategic in how you spend your time and your energy, particularly if you don't feel it's going anywhere. And in many ways, they echoed that it's partially self-preservation it can become demoralizing, it can become frustrating when you are not moving a project forward, when you're not advancing something, you're not getting that energy and that momentum um, from moving the project through the, the timeline or the process. So once you find yourself at a point where you are no longer feeling positive or excited about the opportunity, that's a great indicator that it might be time to have that discussion um, with the attorney, or if they won't even engage with you on that discussion, time to determine where to refocus your efforts and how to do so. I love that, you know, because sometimes that disengagement is just a matter of circumstances or timing, you know, the, the attorney's really engaged on a, on a big complicated matter, or they've just got a ton of client billable work on their plate. But yeah, if you've tried them multiple times and you're just not getting any traction, um, it, it sounds like the advice really is to, to think about strategically, it makes sense to focus your efforts elsewhere, think about where you can really make a difference and, and deliver value. It, that sounds like both self-preservation and a, and a smart strategy for not completely burning out, but also a great way to make sure that you're adding strategic value to your firm, right? Exactly. You want to be able to point to the contributions that you've made to the firm and how you are advancing the firm's overall goals and, and what you are contributing in your particular role to the success of the firm. And so Pointing to a lot of follow-up with a specific individual isn't necessarily um, going to feel good <laughs> at the end of the year when you're pointing to that. So say that you tried and these were the steps that you took and then here's how you refocused your efforts. And so 
we heard from some of our uh, experts about, okay, so what is it that you want to look for when you're refocusing? And so one of our experts said, you know, are there specific practice areas or other attorneys that your firm would like to see, you know, increasing the visibility of those practices or those individuals? If so, working with those practice groups or specific attorneys to identify the hot topics and the issues that they're addressing for their clients, and then taking that information and pitching it to the media in a way that positions your group or your key individuals as thought leaders on those issues. And then with the end goal being to have that result in media opportunities. So are you getting inquiries from publications about quoting them as an expert in a piece or, you know, maybe developing a relationship with a, with a reporter to provide background on specific topics, maybe in emerging areas that they might not be as familiar with. I love that. Um, it's all about getting the win and and doing something that um, really ties back to what are the key priorities, you know, at firm leadership level, right? What, what are the, what's, if you look at the firm strategy, what are the practice areas? Who are the key clients? Where are the industries that you're really meant to be focusing on? And I think for a lot of our SIG members who are early in their careers, um, you know, they don't always feel like there's an obvious connection between the day-to-day of what they're doing and what's happening at the highest levels of the firm. So uh, um, I know one of your great strengths, Brooke, is as a leader and um, certainly some of the clients that I work with who've been doing this for a long time is really making sure that team members do see that connection that, hey, this this is a key focus for the firm this year. And here's how what we're doing um, is really going to help advance that goal. So I think that's a great sort of filter, too, to think about, well, you know, this thing that I keep doggedly pursuing and trying to get this attorney to do or to respond on, is that, in fact, connected to these very important things? Um, or, or are there better alternatives here? I will say that one of our pros also did mention the important pro tip of keeping track of those attempts that you did make just in case you get asked about it along the road uh, somewhere somewhere in the future. But, you know, I think I think the point is really important to underline that just a lot of activity um, of following up, following up, following up and, and kind of, you know, hitting the same wall over and over again being busy in that way is not the same thing as delivering a lot of value. Um, so we need to make sure that we're not falling into the trap of, of just being busy for busyness sake, but are really doing stuff that is moving the needle. A hundred percent agree, Deb. And I think in those instances where you are able to say that you've met with an attorney, you, you know, worked with them for a certain amount of time, you presented X number of opportunities, and they didn't engage. And so then you were able to shift your efforts. And by focusing on these other areas that are critical importance to the firm's plan and strategy in the marketplace, you were able to accomplish X, Y, and Z, then allows the leaders of the firm to help be your champion. And they can say, okay, let us know when 
someone isn't engaging with you and we can help you cut bait faster. We can help you make those decisions. We can help you prioritize your time and your focus when they see what you can accomplish when you are working with the willing, as we like to say. And, you know, to that point, having these conversations and seeing them come to fruition and getting these wins, it's, um, it's a perpetual cycle, right? So once they are engaged, once they see what can happen, once they see the success of their colleagues, they want to be a part and a participant in those activities. And so it's another great way to learn about what are the business development goals for the firm? Are there particular clients that we have strong relationships with or we want to have stronger relationships with and learn more about those interests and see how you might be able to collaborate with the client attorney and the client organization to help advance mutual goals in those areas as well. So really just a a wonderful success story to share. And you can, you know, definitely that's an exciting thing to point to at the end of the year and say that you were able to accomplish is not only raising the profile of the firm, but also helping the client. So I love that. And I think work with the willing is going to be my one of my big takeaways from this podcast. I was hoping to get pro tips myself, and that's a great one. Well, I appreciate so much your time today, Deb, and I thank everyone for joining us. Um, and if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the LMA podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud and rate and review our episodes. And thank you so much for joining us today. That concludes another installment of the LMA podcast. To discover all that LMA has to offer, visit legalmarketing.org. For links to content featured in this episode, please check out the show notes. If you like the podcast and want to help others find us, we hope you'll take the time to subscribe to it and rate us on iTunes. Thank you and have a great day.